from City Hall to your favorite port of call. It's the morning muster drill from Always Be Booked. Here we go. as many no telling how many bonfires have lit up my face if it ain't hundreds it ain't any i've stood on this stage so many times and watched all my friends have the time of your life but there's something in this springtime air tonight yeah we gonna do it up right like we ain't ever Try to make one night last forever Once it's gone, you can't get it back So lift them up, y'all, where you at? Let's fill up on this feel-good like we don't know No better, like we ain't ever This ain't the first time we've partied under these stars Making a hangover well, This time I got a few more songs Than this old guitar For you to pull your baby closer Y'all pull your baby closer Like we ain't ever All been together And try to make one night last forever Once it's gone you can't get it back So lift them up y'all where you at Let's fill up started little luke bryan one of my favorite luke bryan songs it really kind of fires me up so what is this uh morning muster what are are you talking about always be booked radio just trying something else out here ladies and gentlemen what i wanted to do i had a vision a couple of weeks i should say vision like it's some uh epiphany or whatever an idea just an idea i figured maybe we would get together on a weekly basis and maybe do a traditional style radio show you know I know the days of the FM must-tune-in radio has been kind of a dying breed, but if you think back, I feel like I miss it. I definitely miss turning on the radio in the morning, and, you know, it was kind of part of your morning wake-up routine. You would throw on the radio, you'd listen to some some music, they'd have some music, but then they'd kind of do some banter in studio, have a little fun, and, uh, you know... 
like podcasting really has taken over so much. But that medium was really the original morning companion, that morning, uh, let's just say, morning commute they would be with you whoever the morning radio people were in the same way on the drive home you know what i mean there was a bunch of people for us it was like whether it was howard stern or the z morning zoo or imus or you know mike in the mad dog at night or anybody could be anybody but what i wanted to do was kind of maybe bring a little bit of that back see how it goes if you guys like it uh let's see what happens so first song we had right there was we like we ain't ever by luke bryan and let's talk about things that we have never done and I always like to refer to the cruise bucket list, and I've been fortunate enough to check off a good amount of my cruise bucket list stuff, but there does remain a few things out there. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. I would like to know what still is on your bucket list. I can tell you what I crossed off. What I crossed off, two major, major things. I wanted to be in a position where I could spend an overnight in a port of call. I was able to do that, actually, cross off two bucket lists on that one because it was at Cuba. Guys, you remember Cuba? Poor little out for Cuba. When we were allowed to check out the beautiful island of Cuba, it was a nice time, man. It was a good run. I am so glad I was able to make two trips, not one, but two trips to Cuba while we were allowed to, and hopefully, I don't know, we certainly don't get into politics here on this show, but one day I am hopeful that we are able to get back to Cuba. And uh, the other thing that I was able to cross off was the overnight. So I was able to spend an overnight in a port of call. A lot of fun. You know what I'm saying? Like when it is something beautiful about a sunset, but when you can experience it without really having a limit as to when you have to get back on the ship, I think that's something else. Uh, another thing that's on my bucket list is to get to Bermuda. I would love to get, oh, let's talk about what's still, we were talking about what, what I crossed off. Also, that uh, the zip line in Haiti, the Dragon's Breath, that was definitely uh, a fear that I've had. You know, I don't necessarily have a heights fear, but I don't know, those cables. <laughs> I know zip lining is not a big deal. I get it. But, you know, for me, you know, it's just kind of a control thing for me. But I did it. I had fun. I would absolutely do it again. It was a borderline life changing doing that thing. It was like four friends flying through the air. We were all a little nervous. Especially Chris. Chris, you were nervous from being up at the top of the mountain there. But uh, once you got up in the air, you were good. Once I found that it could actually hold me, and I saw people up there that were a little bit bigger than me, I was much, much happier. I was pretty comfortable, but it was a great time. I still want to do a quantum class ship. I still want to get to Bermuda. There's a bunch of stuff I want to do on that quantum class ship. I want to be able to uh, experience the 270 lounge, very similar to uh, Eden on celebrity i want to step outside of the big three i know there's a few people especially in the always be both group the facebook group that are trying to coax me into that <clears throat> scott apex rap battle here we go yeah you guys are missing out on an epic rap battle between me and scott but we're gonna get into a little bit of buffet right now boat drinks here we go Somewhere I'm close to bodily 
in that salt water country salt water rock and roll that vacation type of genre whatever you want to call it than jimmy buffett i feel like he's like jimmy buffett's just a cult hero he's like the grateful dead you know what i mean like the grateful dead of all things vacation it's just like held on forever held on this pedestal he's got i mean you want to talk about a loyal loyal fan base that's jimmy buffett right there and that's the song boat drinks and we talk about boat drinks and you know where did i get the thing from boat drinks where did boat drinks come from it's from this song but it's really not what boat drinks for me came from was the movie that i've mentioned to you guys before it's called things to do in denver when you're dead and i can't recommend despite its solemn title i can't recommend this movie enough you know what i also got from that movie we did the things so this is movies about these guys they just relocated they all somehow in new yorkers but they all somehow relocated to the same place in denver they're all probably on the run from something who knows they're in different positions within their life and you know they all end up having to reconnect uh maybe a fortunate way maybe an unfortunate way we don't know you got to watch the movie to find that out but this movie just it has so much soul to it and there's just uh, probably without question the most quotable movie i've ever seen uh so much just gold that comes from it it's got uh what's his name um uh, garcia i think i forgot about this last time i was trying to describe this as well uh uh his last name's Garcia. Andy Garcia. Got it. Nailed it. Uh, he's the star of the movie. Does a great job. He's got a love interest. She's beautiful. It's just conflict all over the place and a lot of problems, lots of plots. And it's just an eerie, soulful movie. And uh, that was what they used to say to each other. When they would see each other, they would just put their hands up. Not a high five. Not a handshake. Not a fist pound. It was a hand up and you just touch. So the hand goes up 
and then you just touched. And they were doing that the whole movie, and they were saying boat drinks to each other. And you didn't really know what the hell was going on, but then there's this guy that sits around, and he's almost like the equivalent of a Greek chorus. And he finally explains it, and he says the reason for the hand is because that's what they used to do when they used to see each other in the joint, in prison. You know, you can't really high-five or touch, so you just put your hand up against the glass in jail, and you'll come as close to touching each other with your hands as possible. And that was like how you greeted people through the glass when you were visiting them in prison. And uh, boat drinks was just something that they used to say that at the end, they say at the end of a bad life. Now, you know, that's relative. (laughs) I don't think any of us that live that cruising life are having a bad life. I think we're all enjoying ourselves out there. But it's just a salutation. A goodbye salutation. Let's get into some Zach Brown. Who wouldn't want to be knee deep in the water somewhere right now? For a minute, pretend I don't live in it. Sunshine gonna wash my blues away. Had sweet love, but I lost it. She got too close, so I fought it. Now I'm lost in the world, trying to find me a better way. Wishing I was deep, deep in the water somewhere. Got the blue sky breeze, and it don't seem fair. Only worry in the world is the tide gonna reach my chair. Sunrise, there's a fire in the sky Never been so happy, never felt so high And I think I might have found me my own kind of paradise Wrote a note, said be back in a minute Bought a boat and I sailed off in it Don't think anybody's gonna miss me anyway Mind on a permanent vacation The ocean is my only medication Wishing my condition ain't ever gonna go away Cause now I'm knee deep in the water somewhere Got the blue sky breeze blowing wind through my hair Only worry in the world is the tide gonna reach my chair Sunrise, there's a fire in the sky Never been so happy, never felt so high And I think I might have found me my own kind of paradise Champagne shore washing over me. It's a sweet, sweet life living by the salty sea. One day you could be as lost as me. Change your geography. Maybe you might be. In the water somewhere Got the blue sky breeze Blowing wind through my hair Only worry in the world Is a tide gonna reach my chair Sunrise, there's a fire in the sky Never been so happy Never felt so high And I think I might have found me My own kind of paradise Come on in the water's nice Find yourself a little slice Grab a backpack of lines You never know until you try When you lose yourself you find the key to paradise I 
Buffett right there. It's a Zach Brown song, but yes, Buffett does have the cameo right there. And uh, you want to talk about boat drinks. Wrote a note, said be back in a minute. Bought a boat, and I sailed off in it. Something about doubting anybody. <laughs> doubting if anybody's going to miss him either way. Now, that could be true. That could not be true. But, man, who would like to... When you talk about going to your job right now, and I don't mean to depress anybody because you know what? This is about kind of motivating and kind of getting people upbeat and ready to take on the day. But who wouldn't want to come around, you know, 145 in the afternoon, 215, 220? Who would not like to grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, and write, hey, I'll be back in a minute. And then just take that elevator, go downstairs, go over to your nearest body of water, and buy a freaking boat and that's it just sail away uh talking about water i mean one thing that i remembered about the last group cruise that we had and i remember this was on let's say day day six or so i remember just being at the promenade with matt with uh thelma with sujo with Dana and Chris was down there too. Eventually Nicole made her way down here. Debbie Parker ended up there. Uh, also, um, you know, Jonathan came down and I just remember being by the water. And I think that's definitely something that connects us all. And a lot of these cruise lines nowadays, you could tell they're trying to do so many things that bring your attention inward. You can't do that to us. It doesn't work with us. We're always going to find a way during that cruise at some point no matter what we're doing, whether we're drinking, whether we're eating, whether we're doing something, we're all going to find that moment of pure cruise bliss where we kind of just get mesmerized by the ocean. And there's no better to do that than, than, uh, on any cruise ship than the promenade deck. They all have it. Some of them feature it at different levels. Royal Caribbean, I have to say, does do a pretty job of that, especially with the fact that they allow you to go out on that helipad. The only thing with that damn helipad is that it's just so windy. You're taking on that headwind. So as cool as the view is and as nice as it is, you know, it's not the most pleasant and comfortable place to stand for an extended amount of time. You just have no barrier for the wind. But when you get onto that promenade deck and you have the cover of the deck above, you know, and you're just right under those life rafts and you're just looking out over the sea because you know what? You spend so much time, whether it's on the Lido deck or the, the, the back of the ship or just looking out the window from your stateroom, you see the water, you know, it's there. It, it looks beautiful. You could still smell it. But when you end up down there, like four or five days in, begins to take on it takes on a little bit of a different life you know what i mean you're right up on it you really feel i don't want to get all leonardo dicaprio and king of the world type stuff on you but you really start to feel like you know you're at sea you know you're in the water you see especially on our ship while sailing the waves are pretty big and it wasn't like a rough trip it wasn't like a scary rough seas i don't know if it makes sense what i'm even saying because the thing was is that the the, the weather was beautiful for most of the time and, uh, you know, the, the, you didn't really feel as though it was in rough, choppy water and, you know, poor weather conditions. It was beautiful. There was barely a cloud in the sky, but you would just get these big swells just to remind you, you know what? You're not at an all-inclusive. You are not in a land-based vacation. You are chilling on the water and you are on this vessel that at the end of the day, I really try to think introspectively and realize what I love about cruising. And it's like, 
you are connected to the water and it is you're at the mercy of mother nature you know what i'm saying like you just it's just a wonder to be out there to go from port of call to port of call and you're just on this journey and everybody on that ship is in that journey with you i don't know what your favorite bodies of water are or what your favorite islands are as far as just really appreciating the water for me i gotta say the bahamas something about the water in the bahamas is so absolutely gorgeous and blue and it's real blue interestingly enough and i can't tell you why when you get to grand turk it's equally as impressive but it has a little bit more of a green tint to it it just probably has something to do with the aquatic wildlife that's underneath the sea at that particular time it's a really interesting beautiful color that you don't really see but it's a little bit more green and then when you get to the islands of uh you know the usvi and the virgin islands and things like that it just becomes crystal clear man you got this one life you want to travel, you want to see a bunch of things, you absolutely should. You know, people really, really underrate traveling. People talk about saving money, and I'm not here to tell you you shouldn't save money, but I will tell you is that you can make that money back. But traveling in your prime, or even after your prime, whenever, these are memories, I don't know, for me, it's worth a lot more than little green pieces of paper. London yesterday, found myself in the city near Piccadilly, don't really know how I got killed, I got some pictures on my phone, new names and numbers that I don't know, I test the places like I've been road day pants tonight, not tends to whatever we want, we're young enough to say,
this to complain about Yeah, man, I don't know what your philosophy is on that. I know we have a lot of people who listen to the show who are absolutely passionate about cruising, but are also very, very passionate about just travel and vacation in general. Uh, where would I like to go, man, if I was not just cruising? I, I swear to you, I have no explanation for it. And people do judge it. You can't help it. People are just going to judge no matter what. But since I took my first cruise, any extended period of time off that I've had from work i couldn't waste it by not going on a cruise i don't know if that makes any sense it probably doesn't make a lot of sense to a lot of you but you know i've just i've been bowled over by it that's it i know something about getting on that ship and then that's it there's nothing anybody can do to find you (laughs) there's nothing nobody can get to you everything on that ship even if you don't stop or get off the ship at any of the islands Everything on that ship is designed to entertain you around any corner, and you want to talk about the ultimate, ultimate shutdown. Now, who is cruising not for? I've, you know, I was talking to my friend Artie, and uh, the other day he was, um, you know, talking to me about, you know, just where, where we're at and what we're doing, and just what I love about cruising. And you know, me and Artie go way back. Literally, I mean, when you talk about way back, I'm talking about first grade. I mean, and that's I'm old. That's a lot of years. So when you talk about somebody who knows you in and out and we know each other, that's just, you know, I was the best man in his wedding, him along with his brother. And, uh, man, it was, I told him, you know, it's just something I just became addicted to. And I told him you should absolutely try it. And then he said, man, I would like to, he's, cause he actually went to the, he went to the Merchant Marine Academy, um, uh, Kings Point. And that was his college education. And, you know, we remember after after he graduated, he still had to do, I guess he had to, you know, provide service because it was, I think it was a free education. So he had to give back and go on missions. I don't know what he was doing out there, but he had to go out to sea. And uh, he said he loved it. He, he really, really fell in love with the sea and fell in love with the ocean. But, you know, people in his family just, they, they get seasick. And I would say that that's completely legitimate and that's why i say like when people say to me well sell me on going on a cruise i'm like well i tell i'll tell you why i like it but i would never try to sell you on it because it is not for everybody there are people who you know i felt it i'm not gonna lie to you the first three or four cruises i had i was anxious there was there's an anxiety level to where you're just literally in the middle of the ocean and especially when it gets dark out and you can't see anything if you're a person who tends to get anxious about things that's gonna do it that that very well could trigger that now of course you know i still loved it so i was able to get over it pretty quickly but i do understand it but then also the other side of it the physical side of it the seasick side of it is a real thing and certain people you know what i mean like you know for that reason people are afraid you know they went on a fishing trip once and they got seasick and all of a sudden now somebody's telling them to go on a seven-day cruise and maybe they'll be fine but maybe they won't and if they won't that's seven days you know talk about your patches your little things you put behind the ear you gotta say man you know that's why people say try a full seven-day cruise and i do agree with that for getting the full cruise experience but i do understand why people who might feel like they might be prone to seasickness might want to try one of those shorter runs because yeah it's a real thing 
And uh, again, if that's the case, I totally understand. And uh, but for me, being on a boat, no complaints, no problems. At this point, I am exactly at home and where I want to be. Ladies and gentlemen, there might be some language in this next one, but hey, we're all adults. Let's do it. I'm on a boat, motherfucker, take a look at me. Straight floating on a boat on the deep blue sea. Busted by night, wind whipping out my coat. You can't stop me, motherfucker, cause I'm on a boat. Take a picture trick, I'm on a boat, bitch. We drinking Santana champ, cause it's so crisp. I got my swim trucks. And my flippin' floppies I'm flippin' burgers You at Kinko straight flippin' cabbage I'm riding on a dolphin Doin' flips and shit The dolphin's flashing, getting everybody all wet But this ain't SeaWorld This is real as it gets I'm on a boat, motherfucker Don't you ever forget I'm on a boat and It's going fast and I got an article theme Patch me to Afghan I'm the king of the world On a boat like Leo If you own the show Then you show now about people wanting to stay on land uh, once they get off their cruise ship. Why is that? Well, it kind of seems to make sense, I guess, when you think about it. Guys, what are we doing? We're going on another boat. We've just been on a boat for how many days? We want to get... I'm I'm here to tell you that it's like nothing else. When you're on that cruise ship and you're just, you know, cutting your way through those waves, nothing but the white blue yonder around... uh, Wild Blue Yonder? Is that what it is? Yeah, Wild Blue Yonder. It's beautiful, and you really do connect with the sea. But then there's a contrast. When you get off that ship, now I've done snorkeling, I'm sorry, yeah, snorkeling excursions and boat ride excursions, and when you get on an actual boat, because let's face it, we're all supposed to say it, right? We're all supposed to know it. Shout out to Marty. You know what I mean? We're all on our best behavior out here. We're not calling it a boat. We're calling it a ship that we're on. And when you're on a ship... The hull is just so big that there's just no opportunity for you to really, really get that close to the water. Like we talked about before, the promenade deck, that's about as close as you're going to get. But when you get on an actual boat and you can actually get, sometimes get air up and down, you know, you can go in the ocean. We all go in the ocean. But 
when you're talking about getting out there, doing about 30, 40 miles per hour, maybe more sometimes, zipping around those islands and just seeing the, you know, the, the land, the island, the sky, whatever, even your ship just travel by you at a freaking really fast pace. That to me is a whole different level of connecting with the sea, especially when the, you know, whether it's a booze cruise or whether it's one of those party boats or whether it's, uh, you know, those sunset cruises with a cocktail. I mean, that's been some of my favorite part. I'm not going to lie. I do like snorkeling. I haven't done it in a while because, you know, I guess maybe the answer to that is because I feel like, you know, been there, done that. Maybe it's time to get involved with that again, maybe on the next cruise a little bit. But, you know, I've done maybe four or five of them and I was kind of doing it. I kind of, I hate to say it, it was getting a little old. Uh, my first time I ever did it was in Grand Bahama. And I'll say this, it hasn't been matched in Freeport. My first ever, I wouldn't even call it a cruise. It was almost like a, they called it a cruise ship, the Discovery Cruise Line. If anybody from Florida goes back that far out, out of Palm Beach, they used to, it was actually, I'm sorry, it was out of Port Everglades. They used to have this thing called the Bahama Paradise. No, 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 the, uh, the Discovery Cruise Line. And it was almost like the precursor to the Bahama Paradise. And you didn't really stay on it. It was just basically a ferry. And there was always a cruise and stay package. You had to, you know, pick your sail date and then you had to pick your hotel. And it was right by the port. It was a Port Lucaya. You take a, you, you know, you end up at the regular cruise port where everybody goes to in Grand Bahama, where everybody still goes to this day. But then you would take a, a bus or a car or whatever to uh, Port Lucaya or wherever your hotel was. And that's where that was typically Lucaya. And um, we did a snorkeling excursion. And I wasn't prepared for what I saw under the water. Uh, they took us out, and you went under there, and it was like a kaleidoscope of fish. It was out of control. So I did that a few more times. Uh, I did it in St. Thomas, ironically. That was my second time snorkeling in St. Thomas. And I will tell you, it was flat-out disappointing. You know what I mean? Did St. Thomas wrong the first time, and that's for sure. Uh, got into, you know, we just saw a couple of turtles, maybe a stingray or two, and maybe some fish. And it was, you know, I'm sure there's really, really nice places to snorkel in St. Thomas. We just did not go to that. And after that, we went up to Paradise Point, and that was it. But there was something about St. Thomas, even though we didn't see the real, I guess, the we didn't see the island in its actual form and the natural beauty and, you know, all the stuff around it and, you know, the the... It's the per to me, St. Thomas is the perfect blend between metropolis and island paradise. You know what I mean? You get it both. You, you know, when you're a group born and raised New Yorker, you have a certain level of comfortability with, you know, what do you want to call it? You know, just urban lifestyle, traffic, busyness, you know, horns honking, you know, action, you know, for lack of a better term. And uh, that's one thing I, I do appreciate about St. Thomas. But then at the same time, you can go up in those mountains and get some of the best views you'll ever see in your life. And uh, But we were talking about just being on a boat, on your cruise. Get in the water. Get in a motorcraft, a jet ski, a smaller boat that speeds around. It's a whole different perspective than being on the cruise ship. And uh, we're going to come back in a minute after Tim McGraw gets done with us. I'm going to talk Nobody a little bit about my name, you know what it is. And that's all right with me. Mexico. We're about to get to Mexico. Man. She said adios. So I said hello. Don Julio. Top shelf. Self-help remedy. Good to know you I still wanna hold you 
gentlemen talking about mexico people uh you know it's become this sort of mythical place almost when it comes to country music let's just isolate country music it's just kind of funny i know there's not everybody out there who's a country music fan i happen to be but it's funny that country music uh, has deemed mexico as almost like a mecca for all things vacation like you know you're going through your work week you're going through your life in general and all you just want to do is find a way to get to Mexico. I think it started with Jimmy Buffett with the old Mexico. Uh, Tim McGraw, you just heard him singing about it. Toby Keith, what happens down in Mexico stays in Mexico. Uh, Tim McGraw has another song. It's called That's Why God Made Mexico. And that's a little bit egotistical, a little narcissistic, I would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God made... Yeah, you're going through a couple of problems in your life. You're dealing with some stress. Oh, it's okay. Don't worry. That's why God made Mexico. And then there's this other song, and I forgot who sings it, but it's, I think it's called I'm Headed Your Way, Jose. And yes, it's not the most racially sensitive song, I would say, but he does, you know, intent. When I talk about race and stuff like that, I I measure intent. He didn't seem to 
didn't seem to have any ill will or any you know, but the thing was it's like this is this the song is set by him basically saying he's headed your way jose and it talks about how all the uh, illegal immigration coming into mexico and how they're trying to get in here and you know come into the country he had no ill will about that he didn't speak derogatorily about that is derogatorily a word it doesn't matter i made it up who knows it sounds like it should be a word derogatorily why not we're gonna run with it so um he uh he talks about i'm gonna high five you at the border he's like you want to come up here you think it's good up here i want to go to mexico where there's sun and sand and surf and sea and just kind of like chill out and relax grab a corona and uh he basically is like yeah you want to come here with all these taxes and all this bs and all the problems we have in america hey man I'm headed your way. I'll high five you when we meet each other at the border. You going up, I'm going down. Let's give a little high five. We'll see you at the border, give you a high five. Uh, I'll probably play that on a Patreon coming up. I forgot the name of the song and what the scenario is, but yeah, it's crazy about country music's fascination with Mexico. Where is your guys' favorite place to go when you're talking about Mexico? I have not experienced the West Coast. They call that the Mexican Riviera, and the ports over there are Ensenada. You have uh, Cabo San Lucas. You have Puerto Vallarta. Uh, you have a couple of places. Is it Mazatlan? Mazatlan? Is that one there too? I think so. But, uh, you know, that's the Mexican Riviera. But then you have the Yucatan side, which is the Caribbean side. And uh, this is the one. It's a beautiful place. Beautiful place. So what? We get drunk. So what? We smoke weed. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We go out. That's how it's supposed to be. Keep them rolled up, sagging my pants, not caring what I show. Keep it real with my niggas, keep it playing for these hoes. It look clean, don't it? Washed it the other day, watch how you lean on it. Eat me some 501 jeans on it, roll joints bigger than King Kong's fingers. And smoke them hoes down to they stingers. You a class clown, and if I skip for the damn with your bitch smoking gray. You know what? It's like I'm 17 again, peach fuzz on my face. Looking on the case, trying to find a hella taste. Oh my God, I'm on the chase. Chevy, it's getting kind of heavy. Irrelevant selling it. Dipping away, time keeps slipping away. Zipping the safe, flipping for pay. Tipping like I'm dripping in paint. Up front, four points like a leaf. I put the wheat in so the chain. We hey. So what? We smoke weed. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We go out. That's how it's supposed to be. Living young and wild and free. Uh, and now even care, cause if me and my team in here, it's gonna be some weed in the air, tell them Mac, blowing everywhere we going, and now you know when I step right up, get my lighter so I can light up, that's how it should be done, soon as you thinking you're down, find how to turn things around, now things are looking up, from the ground up, pound up, this Taylor gang, so turn my sound up, and mount up, and do my thing, uh, now I'm chilling, fresh out of class, feeling like I'm on my own, and I could probably own the building, got my own car, no job, no children, had a size project, me and Mac killed it, THC, MAC, DEV, HD3, hi, it's me, this is us. We gon' fuss and we gon' fight and we gon' roll and live on. So what? We get drunk. So what? We smoke weed. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We go out. That's how it's supposed to be. 
When you live like this, you're supposed to party Roll one, smoke one, and we all just having fun So we just roll one, smoke one When you live like this, you're supposed to party Roll one, smoke one, and we all just having fun So up we get drunk, so up we smoke yeah. weed That song is a little bit about a lifestyle, you might say. Drinking, smoking weed, whatever. I guess my question to you is, what is your cruising lifestyle? Like, do you... Let me ask you this. Do you take what you do and how you live your life on a day-to-day basis and whatever moral judgments you have, whatever substances you take part in, do you have the same kind of um, attack when you're on a cruise? Are you in a different level? Because I can tell you, for instance, for me, I don't drink as much as I used to. Used to, you know, used to be able to find me drunk three nights a week, and uh, you know, a little bit more of the type of establishment I was working in, which I get it. That sounds completely ridiculous. Uh, you mean to tell me, Tommy, that you? drank more because of your job at your job well that's kind of the way it is you you probably i don't expect most people to get it but it is what it is uh but now i don't drink nearly as much and i said it before i was kind of nervous about this last cruise because you know this to me judge me how you want you know i got called out on youtube a couple of days ago somebody said because i put out a video and i made a video that was um based on a common a common concern between people that like to cruise and like to have a beverage or two on a cruise about the carnival limit the 15 drink limit and i put together a list a short list but a list of ways that you can aid yourself in having to deal with that limit that carnival puts on you that 15 drink limit and yes knee-jerk reaction probably i would have the same thing if i was what we call in the nightclub business street we call it a day walker you know what i mean if you know you know, people date within the industry whether it's entertainment comedians you know a lot of these people just you know these people work at night and they date each other it just is what it is and um even actors and actresses they don't live that nine to five life but then when someone has a regular job like they work at a bank or they do it or you know they're at hr whatever they do if they work a nine to five job and dress nice and go to work and commute like most of you find people out there listening to this right now most of you are on your way to do that right now we called them a day walker that's what they call that's what you guys are called you know raccoons as cruisers and as regular functioning normal members of society, you're to me, you're known as a daywalker. <laughs> so I don't know if you knew that or not. But anyway, do you guys alter your substance intake when you're on a cruise? Do you get after it extra hard? Because I did. I sure as hell do. There's nothing I like better than having a little buzz and being on a cruise ship. Let's get into it, man. We're talking about vacation here. We're starting to hit the home stretch. You guys are going to have a great time today. Let's get it on. Come on. Let's do it. Man, can I hit one freaking post? I found out 
Fuck, I'm so happy you guys gave me a chance to try to pull off this little, new little format. You know, I guess maybe take it with a drink, grain of salt. If you guys, I guess maybe not just if you liked it. If you think if I cleaned it up a little bit, if you if I if you gave me some suggestions and I listened to those suggestions, incorporate them into the show. Is there anything here with this? Would you guys like to hear this maybe on a Monday headed in, maybe even a Monday headed in and maybe a Friday headed home? So like Monday, we'll do one of them and that'll maybe get you ready for the week. You know what I mean? Start getting you motivated for work and then maybe a party one for the commute home on a Friday. That's a little bit more, I guess, catering to your weekend, the fun you're about to have, things like that. I don't know. Let me know. Hey, man. Trying to throw stuff at the wall. Some of it's going to stick. This is one hell of a journey. This always be book thing. It's really, really kind of throwing me for a loop because it's a seesaw battle. And I do have to let you guys know something here. And I have to, you know, I've been taking you with me on this journey. And it's a lot of times on the Patreon, especially, it's been like train wreck radio. And I know, I know that. And I know a lot of you are listening for like, what is this whack job up to next? What, what is this guy's life even? What is his life? And you know, that's a good question. <laughs> it's legitimate. It's a legitimate concern. And uh, I'm kind of realizing right now that I'm doing probably the thing that I should be most afraid of. I'm probably doing the one thing in life that you're not supposed to do. And it scares the hell out of me. But it's all scary. And the one thing I'm doing that you shouldn't do is I'm sitting on the fence. I work a job for money that I'm here to tell you I'm not passionate about. You know, and part of the reason I'm not passionate about is because of what I am passionate about. And that's this, talking to you guys. And I really think that I have to make a move here. Uh, because I'm, I'm not advancing myself in that career at all. And the reason is because I'm distracted and I'm not going to advance in that career at all until I make a decision that that is my passion and that's what I want to do. And I could be here and I could, I could stand here and honestly tell you that I'm not ready to do that yet. I'm ready to continue to talk to you guys. So I got to have a conversation and I think it's within the next day or two. I listened to somebody in the morning today going to the gym and I'll tell you who it is, the Fighter and the Kid podcast. Two clowns. I mean, uh, Brian Callen, who's a comedian, and uh, this guy, um, what's his name? Uh, The other guy's name, Um, Brendan Schaub. These guys put on a show. One's a former MMA fighter, now turned comedian. They do this show, and it's silly, mostly silliness. Nine out of ten things that happen on that show are just silliness. But every once in a while, and that's why I love podcasts, because every once in a while you're going to get a jewel and a gem. And they were kind of making fun. It started out as making fun of people. And and first of all, let me say, Brian Callen, the comedian, who's silly and an idiot and whatever, the guy's also a genius. He happens to spit some of the most, I guess, you know, he, he comes at you with stuff you would never think that he would know. I mean, he's... The son of a government worker, he doesn't talk about what his dad did, but whatever his dad did, have him had him have to live overseas in the Middle East, in Japan. Like, he's lived all over the world as a child, but now he's just like a silly, silly goose. And a funny, funny guy, but also just very, very knowledgeable from a book standpoint and from a life experience standpoint. And they were kind of making fun. And, you know, it's not necessarily the best thing to do to make fun of people, but they were... They were making fun of people who put inspirational quotes on Instagram or on Facebook. And, you know, 
Now, nothing is written in stone and it's not always black and white, but there is something to what they're saying. If you're posting inspirational quotes on Instagram, chances are a lot of times you don't really know where you're getting. And then Brendan was like, well, what is that? What is that about? And Callan just replied, it's, it's procrastination is what it is. It's pure procrastination. Inspirational quote placement on Instagram is procrastination. Because what you're saying is you're trying to talk to yourself. You're trying to get yourself started. And the quote he said, which got me, was because, you know what? I relate to it. He said, yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm ready to do it. I'm ready. I just got to get right. I just got to get right. And the truth is, there is no time to get right. Now is the time to get right. You got to just go do Old it. pirates, yes, they rob I. Thanks for listening, guys. Sold I to the merchant ship. Minutes after they took I From the bottomless pit But my hand was made strong By the hand of the Almighty We forward in this generation Triumphantly Won't you help to sing these songs of freedom Cause all I ever had Redemption songs Redemption songs Emancipate yourselves from mental slavery None but ourselves can free our minds have no fear for atomic energy Cause none of them can stop the time How long shall they kill our prophets While we stand aside and look Some say it's just a part of it We got to fulfill the book So won't you help to sing these songs of freedom Cause all I ever had Redemption songs Redemption songs Redemption songs Old pirates, yes they rob I Sold I to the merchant ships Minutes after they took I From the bottomless pit How long shall they kill our prophets While we stand aside and look Yes, some say it's just a part of it We've got to fulfill the book So won't you help to sing these songs of freedom Cause all I ever had Redemption songs All I ever had Redemption songs These songs of freedom Songs of freedom